Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy 2023 NHL Free Agency Day. What a start the National Predators have brought us on in NHL Free Agency. First of all, this is your host, Chad Minton, host of Catfish on Ice Podcast, bringing you a brand new episode here, episode 190, as we give you instant reaction to NHL Free Agency 2023, opening up at noon Easter on Saturday. So it's been open for about three and a half hours now. As of at the time of this recording of episode 190, we are brought to you by DraftKings. This is your host, Chad Minton. About to give you a lot of information that I've got here and analysis and reaction, opinions, all of that on the National Predators and who they have signed in free agency. I'm telling you right now, Barry Trotz, this dude is playing chess, not checkers. I keep saying that. Throws us curveball after curveball. This last week has been a blur for me. I'm not going to even lie here. Drove up from St. Petersburg, Florida, where I live, to Nashville. It's about almost an 11-hour road trip to go see the draft this past week. Right before I left to go back to Nashville, Ryan Johansson gets traded. Had a little bit of time to put an episode out. You can see it on our YouTube channel right now. Uh, Reacted to that. Then make the drive to Nashville to go to the 2023 draft. First of all, an amazing experience, experience of a lifetime. Was so cool. Rich Stone Arena did a great job hosting the event. Got to see some uh, viewers of the podcast. Got to see some old friends. Um, it was a blast. But it was a it was kind of a blur in a way. We didn't know if Barry Trotz was going to trade up into the top five. We were hearing it. We were hearing Iroslav Skarov was on the trade block. All this craziness happened. And in the end, not too much of craziness ended up really happening. The Predators kept their picks. We're going to do a full breakdown of the whole draft in the full portion of our episode later this week once Rich Howe can hop back on the podcast, my uh, awesome co-host. We're going to get him back on here. We'll do a full episode breaking down the draft and all that. But this episode, which is going up on our YouTube channel, is for the full purpose of reacting to what's happened today with NHL free agency opening and the Predators diving right into the deep end. They they were not shy today. They signed Ryan O'Reilly first to get things going. Of course, that's the big piece in all of this. Then they go and get Luke Shen, a defenseman. Did not see the Predators going out and getting themselves a defenseman today. I will be fully transparent on that one. Did not see that coming, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the Luke Shen signing, but I'm going to try to make sense of it. I feel like I'm doing a Rubik's Cube in my brain right now trying to figure out that one. And then also the Predators add themselves a veteran, another veteran presence for the Ford core, which did get very young after buying out Matt Duchesne yesterday. That's what I was getting to. I'm going all off course here because my mind's in a scramble with all of this going on here. That's what I was getting to. So I drove back from Nashville overnight going into Friday, got it back home into St. Petersburg at around 7 a.m. local time as the sun was coming up. Then had to go to the day job that day. I got a couple hours of sleep, had to go back to work that day to the day job that pays the bills, which unfortunately is not doing this podcast, but be that as it may, got some sleep, wake up to hear about the right before I go to work, still half asleep to find out that, that Matt Duchesne had been bought out. So I had to wrap my mind around that. Then I'm going into free agency thinking, you know what? I don't know how much the Predators are really going to do. But, man, do we keep getting curveballs from Barry Trotz. So, yeah, let me get back to where we are now. So Ryan O'Reilly gets signed. Luke Shen gets signed. And then Gustav Nyquist. So two 30-plus-year-old or three 30-plus-year-old veterans have been signed in free agency. And I know that makes a lot of fans out there 
cringe a little bit. And I understand I've always had this like magic number of for the Predators right now to stay away from 30 plus year old players. Well, they went out and got three of them. Pretty minor deals. They didn't spend a lot of money. We're going to break down each deal a little bit closely, more closely. But that's what the Predators have done so far today. They've also got Cody Glass. They've agreed on terms with Cody Glass, which is great news there. Um, according to multiple sources, Cody Glass has been signed to a two-year deal, $5 million contract in total. So one of the restricted free agents going into the offseason, one of the big ones was obviously Cody Glass. He gets re-signed, He gets signed back to a new deal. So we've got that taken care of. We still got Alexander Carrier hanging around out there as an RFA as well. So, do you got all that? Have you? Are you keeping up here? That is what we're going on here with episode 190, NHL 2023 free agency frenzy, as I'm calling it. Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, and Gustav Nyquist get picked up by the Predators in free agency. Just wild. All right, real quick, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna break down each one of these. HC signings, but before we do that, I want to take a quick look at where the Predators stand right now, according to Puckpedia, in terms of their cap breakdown after making the signings they've made so far. This is according to Puckpedia.com. I'm going to share it on the screen here. Yeah, so right now they've got a projected cap space of almost just shy of $12 million, according to Puckpedia.com. So they've still got some space to to work with here. And that's kind of why we were thinking, okay, they're probably clearing out short-term cap space. That's why the Ryan Johansson trade happened. They only had to retain 4 million of that. Then they buy out Matthew Shane to get a little short-term cap space. Although it really does suck that we're going to be taking on more dead cap money. Uh, That's never a good thing. You're still paying Kyle Turris at this point, 2 million a year. So yeah, not a great look, but Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz is literally swinging for the fences like he said he was going to do. One thing we can give Barry Trotz credit for right now is he is doing what he said he was going to do. He is swinging for the fences. So there you have it right there. There's the latest from Puckpedia on what the cap situation looks like for the Predators. And let's say this as well. when After the buyout happened of Matt Duchesne, the Preds had to get cap compliant. So they had to do something. They had to make some signings here. They couldn't just leave the roster with the way it was. Now, a lot of people are worried that some young guys are going to lose some coveted roster spots right now. Well, guess what? This is what you had to do here. I still think the core young players that played really well down the stretch are safe. Obviously, Cody Glass is safe. Tommy Novak is safe. I've heard Barry Trotz bring up Novak in gen- in, in, in detail about how much he likes Tommy Novak. I think that Luke Evangelista more than likely is going to be a starter. On opening night as well. I think I've really got, I'm thinking about Luke Evangelista on that top line with Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly as your top line center. I'm really, really liking the possibilities of that, but I'll save that for a little bit later. So that's what we're looking at here uh, currently for the Preds cap situation after these signings, after getting Cody Glass to a $5 million contract on two years. Nyquist, O'Reilly, and Luke Shen also signed. That's what it's looking like. Let's let's move on here and let's talk about Ryan O'Reilly, the first, the major of the signings today. This guy, okay, here's what I think about with Ryan O'Reilly. He's just a bona fide winner. He's always won everywhere he went. He won, he was the Conn Smythe winner 
for the St. Louis Blues when they broke their cup drought in 2018-2019. That's when he really just started taking the league by notice. He's always been a great player. He's always been in the running for the Selk Trophy. He's won the Lady Bing Trophy before. He won the Conn Smythe Trophy, of course, as I just mentioned. The dude is just a winner. He's a leader. He brings that locker room culture that Trotz has said he wants. He wants guys who know how to win, who can breed that winning culture. He's trying to build that back up in the locker room. I don't know what that says about Johansson and Duchesne. I'll, I'll leave that to the side for you to, to, to think about, but it really says something to me that Trotz has really taken an ax to this team and really not wasting any time as he's now officially in title the second general manager in Nashville Predators history. Pretty amazing stuff. So Ryan O'Reilly, four-year deal, $4.5 million AAV. I'm not crazy about the four years because the guy is 32 years old, but on the front end, that's a pretty, pretty manageable salary of $4.5 million for what, I mean, he, he he's that low because he is 32 and he is on the back end of his career most likely. But I look at a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and honestly, Honestly, I don't worry about his age too much because, like I said, the dude is a winner. And I don't, I'm not worried about him tanking too far down this early in the contract. Maybe year three or four, you worry about it a little bit more. But we're not in the business of worrying about year three and four right now. Most GMs don't worry about that far down the road. They're thinking about how can we win now? How can we win now? That's what we're thinking about with Ryan O'Reilly joining this team. I saw the news first be shared by Elliot Friedman, but everyone jumped on it really quick here when Ryan O'Reilly was signed. It was it was within the first 15 minutes of free agency opening. We found out about Ryan O'Reilly joining the Preds. So there, there it is from uh, Sportsnet, who's another great follow to keep up with all this. Ryan O'Reilly. Now, I got to ask the question to all of you, and when we get this uploaded on YouTube, drop it in the comments below. Hit me up on Twitter, at Chad underscore Minton. Let me know how you feel. Ryan O'Reilly, where does he fit into the opening night roster with the Predators? I I just threw it out there. I, I think for sure he's going to be the favorite to get the top-line center role. You want a veteran who, who's been there through the battles and done all that on that top line. So I like Ryan O'Reilly on the top-line center now, most likely, with Philip Forsberg, of course. I like what those two can do. I, I'm looking for Ryan O'Reilly to bring out the best in Philip Forsberg. We desperately need Forsberg to take on that next tier. We know he has it in him. We know he has the talent. We need him to, to take that next level up. I think playing with Ryan O'Reilly will help facilitate that. Matt Duchesne wasn't even playing center anymore. He was playing the wing. So now we're swapping for Ryan O'Reilly, a true center. We just lost Ryan Johansson as a center. So you, you looked at your center core after, before we signed Ryan O'Reilly just now. And it was so young. And yes, a lot of talent, a lot of upside, a lot of hopes for the future. But the center core was looking very inexperienced. And I think that's what this Ryan O'Reilly signing really takes care of here now that Ryan Johansson is gone. So I think you move Cody Glass to the second line center role. Then you got to figure out what you're going to do with Tommy Novak and Yuso Parsonen. Which one of them do you want to play wing? And which one of them plays center? Because they can do both but we, we know they can all be centers. Where does Philip Tomasino go? He's probably a wing at this point in his career, obviously. Don't think he's ever going to be a true NHL center. 
And then you've got Colton Sissons, of course, still as a center. Mark Jankowski, I don't know. You know, he can play in center as well. We got to see how the, all the centers are going to be sorted out, and that's going to be sorted out in training camp. You can speculate all you want right now, but we really don't know other than I feel pretty confident that Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg are going to be on the top line. Does Luke Evangelista go on the other wing over there? I, w- I love that. I'm, I'm thinking hard, long and hard about that, and I'm really liking the possibility to have that top line and thrusting Luke Evangelista into that role and seeing if he's ready for it. You can always make the switch if he shows he's not ready for it, but I, I really like the idea of that. So that's my early thoughts on Ryan O'Reilly. Not crazy about four years, but I'll live with it. Obviously, the guy's a winner. He's going to bring the winning culture to the locker room. He's going to go to battle. You don't have to worry about him taking games off, taking periods off, or even taking shifts off. This guy is going to bring it every night. With that said, let me switch to the next player, and that's Luke Shen, the defenseman. And this one, I'm having a hard time making sense of it. Like, I really, really am right now. I did not see the Predators adding a defenseman in this free agency pool. I just did not. I thought that they were going to move steady ahead with their six defensemen that they've already got on the books. And you got some prospects that showed some promise that you could be in line for rotational roles, that seventh defenseman that could be on the roster that can step in from time to time and roll with that. You already had Roman Yossi, obviously, in there. You had Ryan McDonough. You have Tyson Berry at least until the trade deadline next year. And then we'll have to wait and see what happens with Tyson Berry because he is going to be a very intriguing trade opportunity for the Predators at the deadline to dangle out there. But you had Tyson Berry. And then you have Alexander Carrier, of course. We have to we expect him to be uh, signed as, as an RFA, re-signed. So assuming that happens, then your bottom pairing looked like Dante Fabro, some combination of Dante Fabro and Jeremy Lazan, and then putting in um, different defensemen here and there to, to play spot starts, whether that's uh, Spencer Stastny, whether that's J- Jake Livingstone. I mean, we don't really know what that seventh defenseman might look like. Jordan Gross, of course, is out there. But now you got Luke Shen. What does that mean? What does that mean for – I'm thinking Dante Fabro, honestly. What does that mean for Dante Fabro? Who's only got he signed for one more year and then he's an RFA. So he you're not committed to Dante Fabro long term right now. Whereas Jeremy Lazan is on a long-term deal right now. A really odd long-term deal, but Jeremy Lazan is on a long-term deal. It's a cheap long-term deal, but Jeremy Lazan is signed through through 2026-27. So three more years for Jeremy Lazan. So I, I can't imagine that he's going to lose too many starts. So does Luke Shin become your bottom pairing defenseman with Jeremy Lazan and just have a good um, proven veteran to play alongside um, the hard-nosed Jeremy Lazan who lays the lumber out there? That's what I'm thinking is very likely. Luke Shin is signed, get signs just a three-year deal worth $2.75 million per year. He's 33 years old. It's a cheap deal, so $2.75 million, That's barely above Dante Fabro's AAV, and it's barely above Jeremy Lazan's AAV of $2 million per year. So you get him for moderately cheap. I'm just kind of confused by what that means for Dante Fabro. I think Dante Fabro is the one that's probably going to lose the starts out of this. 
for Luke Shen. Dante Fabro might become your rotational defenseman at this point. And it just shows that I don't know how much faith they have in Dante Fabro long-term. That's what this Luke Shen signing tells me personally. Then let's move on from that one. Not crazy about the Luke Shen signing, if you couldn't tell. But I'll roll with it. I want to see what Barry Trotz has to say about it before I make too many judgments on it. But it is a confusing one for sure. Let's move on to do Gustav Nyquist, the, the, the other one that got signed today. As more veteran presence, it's another 30-plus-year-old player. Um, he's definitely kind of gone down the downturn of his NHL career as what normally happens when you hit that age. But Nyquist comes in here as a left wing, right wing. He can play both sides. He can give you some more depth in the bottom six. More than likely, he's going to take away a spot from a Kiefer Sherwood probably or a Michael McCarron or, uh, yeah, I'm thinking Cole Smith. Those types of players are going to lose spots now for, for Gustav Nyquist. That's what this move tells me. It's another really moderately cheap deal, $3.185 million for two years. A little high for me, to be quite honest, but only two years. Let's see what he can bring. So clearly Trotz wanted to get out there and add some veteran presence to the locker room because it did get maybe a little too inexperienced for his liking. And it's been made very clear that this is not a rebuild. And to stop using that term rebuild, it is not a rebuild. You can call it whatever you want, but it's not a rebuild. You can call it a reset. This looks feels like Barry Trotz did what we used to do when things don't work. You turn it off and turn it back on. That's what this all feels like to me is not a rebuild is you literally throw the thing in the trash and you go out and buy a new one. Now, although it seems like he's thrown a lot of things away, he's trying to keep this to where we can still make some noise and be competitive enough, competitive enough to get into the playoffs next year. He didn't want, he's not interested in this whole tanking scenario or putting out the youngest team you can out there and then just, being a, being content with being a last place team or close to a last place team and having the longer term picture in mind. Just don't think that's what Barry Trotz was interested in. And it's very clear, especially when you go get a Ryan O'Reilly, but even when you go get a Gustav Nyquist, who's going to steal a spot from somebody who's on the young side, obviously, I think most likely you're looking at Cole Smith or Kiefer Sherwood losing a spot in the lineup on a regular basis for a Gustav Nyquist. Um, but you look over the lineup right now after that, you still got like a lot of questions to be figured out on how you're going to sort this lineup out. I would like Nyquist to be on a line possibly with Colton Sissons as the center. Looking ahead here, Colton Sissons as the center. And then let's see where Yakov Trenin goes possibly on that line. If you put Yakov Trenin, Nyquist, and Colton Sissons, not a bad third or fourth line there. The thing about Nyquist is you don't know how much he has left in him. He's not going to give you a ton of scoring, but he could give you a little bit of depth scoring. He can definitely provide you some a little bit of offense because one thing we know about the Predators is they were offensively starved last year, and you're trying to address that here with some of these guys coming in. And you're hoping, obviously you're hoping, that these younger players don't go through the quote-unquote sophomore slump. They, they went so hard in the paint down the stretch to get the Predators somehow miraculously into the playoffs 
three points shy of the Winnipeg Jets to tie them in the standings to be one of the final playoffs teams. We don't know. That would have ended probably pretty ugly. Maybe the second straight playoffs where the Predators might have gotten swept, it would have been very well possible. But it was still a very impressive run by these young players to get that close. And so, obviously, the players that are sticking around and who aren't going to be affected by these free agency signings, Barry Trotz still believes in them. And we got to see where they fill into this lineup. It's going to be very interesting to see what this top six looks like. Um, I don't think it changes too much. Obviously, it's just Ryan O'Reilly comes in. Matt Duchesne's gone now. Ryan Johansson, he looked like on the outside looking in before all this craziness happened. Before he was traded, I didn't know where to place Ryan Johansson in this lineup. Were we really going to put Ryan Johansson on the fourth line without trading him? Just seemed very unrealistic as much as it does suck to retain salary in that. That's just the way it goes. You didn't want it to happen. And then a lot of people are asking me, and I've been seeing this float around a lot, do you think the Predators tried to trade Matt Duchesne? Of course they did. I don't see why they didn't test the waters there and try, and just no one was interested. And so now it just came out before I went um, live with this uh, free agency frenzy video that we're putting up on the YouTube channel. Also, could you please hit subscribe down below? below? I'd really appreciate that. It helps a ton. Follow me on Twitter at Chad underscore Minton, and also follow Catfish Ice on Twitter at Catfish Ice. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and we try to keep everything updated when all these – crazy things happen throughout the off season here. So, yeah, I obviously the predators wanted what in a perfect world would have loved to have traded Matt Duchesne and not had to not have to go the buyout route, but as shocking as this has all been, and it's been a whirlwind and I'm not, it's kind of hard to make sense of it. It kind of feels a little bit more crystal clear now that Ryan O'Reilly is in the mix. If they don't sign Ryan O'Reilly and they go through this free agency period without getting someone like him on this team, it would have made even less sense. And we would have been really, or I would have really been questioning Trotz's plan here. But Ryan O'Reilly kind of is a puzzle piece that now I put in that kind of partially completes the puzzle of this master plan that Barry Trotz has right now that didn't make sense in the short term right after Duchesne was bought out. We we kept asking ourselves, something else has to be coming. What could it be? Could it be a big trade? Or, it, you know, because the free agency market wasn't impressive this year. It wasn't. It was low down. And even Trotz admitted that and said, and that's why people were speculating, oh, he's not going to do much because Trotz threw that out there. But that's why I'm saying he's playing chess and not checkers. He is meticulous. He is shrewd. He is keeping us guessing, and you got to love it. Hey, you got you to appreciate the hustle. You got to appreciate the grind. You got a new GM in here. He's already doing things vastly different than what David Poyle did them, and you got to like that. There's some people out there that are never going to be pleased, but I think you have to understand. And a lot of fans had, were major, major Matt Duchesne fans, and a lot of fans really were loyal to Ryan Johansson as well, as many critics as there were to both of those players. But the two infamous $8 million player underperforming years, players that, that, that people just love to criticize are now gone. You're still paying them, but they are gone, and you do have those roster spots available you swoop in and get uh, Ryan O'Reilly, and it does ease the pain a little bit for me of buying out Matt Duchesne, who I 
fully respect. I fully respect both of them, Johansson and Duchesne, but they did not live up to those contracts. They were never going to live up to those awful contracts. And eventually it took a while, but we got through it. And now we got to look at early look at what the 2023-24 Predators roster is going to look like. I'm wondering where Philip Tomasino is going to fit into all of this. Very much so. Wondering if Yusuf Parsons is going to play center or wing after all of this. And again, that top line, give it to me. Ryan O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg, and Luke Evangelista. Give me that top line. I'll be really interested to see how that top line performs. And let's see what if Evangelista can live up to the pressure of playing with those two very talented players. You can have yourself three really offensively gifted players who have different roles and in different parts of their careers, obviously. And they can all complement each other very, very well. As far as the defensive core, now that we throw Luke Shin in there, I already kind of touched on it, but Dante Fabro is, I mean, I think he's going to lose some starts here now that Luke Shen is in the mix. That's the only way I can make sense of it. The Predators may still not be done here. Uh, keeping up with all this, of course. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention real quick. Matt Duchesne goes to the Dallas Stars for $3 million AAV. What a steal. What a grab and go for the Dallas Stars to get Duchesne for not even half the salary that the Predators were paying him. You want to talk about value? Matt Duchesne gets some new scenery in Dallas. He can definitely thrive there. So now we're going to have to deal with Johansson and Duchesne on Central Division rivals. Kind of a tough pill to swallow, not going to lie there. But good for Matt Duchesne. I'm happy for him. We knew he was going to land somewhere as a UFA. They were going to snatch him up quick. So, yeah, Dallas makes a big move, a value pick. They got to be happy about that in Dallas. If I'm a Dallas Stars fan, I'm loving that based on that value of $3 million a year for Matt Duchesne, who is not far removed from having an 80-point season. Not far removed from it at all. So he is going to provide a lot of extra scoring for them and veteran presence for them. Wish the best to him and to Johansson. A lot of uh, Avalanche fans seem to be very, be very happy about getting Johansson too for $4 million a year. So th- do that math really quick for you. Our $8 million infamous players, Johansson and Duchesne, $8 million apiece, are now on different teams for a combined $7 million per year. If that doesn't make your head want to explode, then I don't know what will. We are going to do a full episode with Rich Howe and myself breaking down the draft because there's a lot to get to there. Talk more about the Matt Duchesne buyout. Talk more about what's ahead this offseason. But until then, we wanted to get this video up for Catfish and Ice's YouTube channel. So enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by DraftKings promo code THPN and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Everyone stay safe, take care, and enjoy the rest of your weekends. All right, we are continuing on for episode 190 of Catfish on Ice. I got my amazing co-host, Rich Howe, back. I miss this guy so much. How long has it been, dude? It's been a couple weeks, at least. Since since we've actually been on the podcast together. We've been updating the YouTube channel here and there. I I didn't even, I I didn't think we'd have anything to talk about. I mean, you know, there's nothing going on in the Nashville Predators world. Absolutely nothing. 
Sarcasm. We went from we went from being in the desert with tumbleweeds <sighs> blowing in the wind and no news at all to just like in in the middle of a category five hurricane when it Absolutely. comes to news for the predators right now. I would I would I mean, check Twitter so and much. I saw things that I never thought I would see. It's amazing. Mm. I saw stuff. I was like, you, "Are you kidding me right now?" But it was awesome. Lots of movements. So we got the beginning of episode 190 up on YouTube right now. If you're listening the next day on Spotify or any of your favorite podcast platform, then thank you for sticking around here in episode 190 as Rich Howe joins the party. I got so much to ask him. We are going to really discuss. We're going to center the rest of this episode 190 around just how gutsy Barry Trotz is being. And do we kind of, are we a little uncomfortable about how, how aggressive he's being, or is this exactly what we wanted? Do we do we question some of these moves? We got to talk about the Matt Duchesne buyout a little bit more oh, yeah. in detail because I did not actually cover that too too much at the beginning of episode one ninety. So I got we really got to dive into that. Um, and oh, Rich, yeah. really, let's go back in time a little bit because honestly, I haven't talked to you since since Ryan Johansson was traded. That's what really got this all started. That was the first domino that really fell in when it came to all these roster moves. And I said at the time that when Ryan Johansson was traded, I was like, okay, there's yeah. something else going on here, obviously. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we eventually see everything unfold in free agency. So Rich, first of all, how you been, man? And then I want you to touch on Ryan Johansson, first of all, because I haven't even heard your opinion on that. Um, Doing good. Um it's almost Fourth of July. There's a there you go. Uh, fireworks. Uh, apparently, my neighborhood like starts celebrating Fourth of July like a week ago. Uh, there's fireworks <laughs> every night. <clears throat> my dog and, loves and, that. and and they will be celebrating Fourth of July with fireworks up until like the middle of the month. Just remember that as well. Yes, they will. Uh, they will. They will do fireworks tonight. They will do some tomorrow until about one in the morning, and uh, it just keeps going. They just keep celebrating and celebrating. So there you more go. Power them, I guess. There you um, go. So the Ryan Johansson. Wow, I was like, that was like shocker number one. Um, I didn't think they would ever get rid of that dude in the way they got rid of him. <laughs> and that sounds so bad the way you say it, but I, I know, know you don't does. mean it that way. I, know, I do not mean <laughs> it that way. I, I love the dude, but <clears throat> for years, well, not years, well, a couple of years, probably two or three years. Everybody's been saying, "Hey, we need to get rid of these big, huge contracts. We need to get rid of Ryan Johansson. Um, he's kind of, he's not living up to whatever, um, you know." And and it finally happened. I was totally shocked. Like I I couldn't even believe it. And I thought it was I thought it was good. I think it was something that they needed to do. Um, you know, it hurts to get rid of such a good player, but um, yeah, I mean. The, the team has just been stagnant for so many years. They've tried to add people here and there to make things better. And and last year we had a little glimmer of hope and that turned out to be a disaster. Um, yeah. I think it's just so uh, all, all aggression. We don't want to, we're not going to go too deep into the Ryan Johansson things. It's a little bit old news, but it did really get this whole ball rolling here yes, when it absolutely. comes to all the other moves that Barry Trotz ended up mm-hmm. making after that. So that's why it's still worth talking yeah. about going back to it. Um, yes. 
my whole thing on Ryan Johansson getting traded is we, we always said, look, if you're going to move that contract at any point, you're going to have to retain some salary. You, you keep four million of it, but in the short term, mm-hmm. so we're about to get into Matt Duchesne buyout as well and how we feel about that because that's even, number two. <laughs> that 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 actually dwarfs the Ryan Johansson trade in shock value for me. It doesn't. It, me too. It's like. If, if, if we're going to scale one to 10, we'll put the Johansson trade for me at like maybe a five. The Matt yep. Duchesne buyout is like a 10 and a half on the 10 uh, yeah. on the, on the shot. I agree scale. 100%. Yeah. If so, I thought so we'll that get, I was shocked we'll, about Ryan Johansson, the shock was really about Matt Duchesne. I could not. We'll get into that a little bit later. But just to touch on Ryan Johansson for me, <clears throat> it's all about freeing up short term cap space, in my yep. opinion when it comes to Barry Trotz and it now mm-hmm. makes sense looking back on it now and how he did free agency wanted to get his maximize the cap value that he could have. He, I think he really played the used car salesman here on us though here. And he would be a really good used car salesman because he, he said in every interview that he was not impressed by the free agency class this year. He lulled us to sleep. He made it. Boy, did he. Like he, was, he made it seem like he wasn't going to do anything. And so this past Saturday on free agency day, I go into it thinking even after the Shane buyout would happen, which happened the day before, I still looked at it as, okay, we're maybe going to get one or two um, depth players, you know, yeah. like pl- players that can fill out the third line or the fourth line um, can compete, maybe mm-hmm. eat up some minutes or whatever here or there. But you know, I, I saw the Duchesne buyout, as we're going to get into a little bit here, um, as we w- we want the young kids to play. And so I didn't right. see a replacement in free agency coming, and that's ended up what happening, which we got to talk about that as well. We got so much to get into here. Tons of stuff. Uh, with uh, your host, Chad Minton and Rich Howe, rounding out episode 190 with Rich Howe jumping in with us. And also we're brought to you by DraftKings promo code THPN and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, yeah. so... Um, yeah, that's what happened. Ryan Johansson gets traded away. You get Alex Galchenyuk, which doesn't even get resigned. It turns out that was just a uh, a part of the trade where the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche just wanted a free roster space up. Yep. So we don't even have to think about that guy. So let's move along here. Now that I got your thoughts on Ryan Johansson trade and talk about the Matt Duchesne buyout because we I didn't really touch on it much at the beginning of episode one ninety. Uh, so we really got to dive into this now for the rest of episode 190, and then we'll touch on the free agency signings as well. So uh, Matt Duchesne gets bought out, had three years left on his current contract. So both of your $8 million players are now gone, and I'm about to really blow your mind on this one, Rich. I'm ready. I said this earlier in this episode if you didn't already see it. So you got Matt Duchesne now signed for the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars swoop up and get him. That was another for three shopper. for three million a year, dude. Yeah, you yep. want to talk about value? That is crazy value. Good on Dallas. Man. I think he. I, it is good. I think he realized that he hasn't lived up to his potential the last few years, and I think he needed to reset his value a little bit. Maybe we got to say hi to a new uh, YouTube. Uh, viewer here, uh, Buster Bennett jumps in here and says, I love what Trotz is doing. Uh, first of all, we are split 50 50, I feel like, in the Preds world right now. On <laughs> yeah, if they like what Trotz <laughs> is doing and they don't like what Trotz is doing, it is 50 50 right now. 
It is very there much are, so. There are plenty of people who don't know what the hell Trotz is doing and they think he's crazy. Yep. And then there's that other half that are like, give me more. We love this. It's finally yep. happening. We finally have a GM that wants to make make noise and do these things. I threw it out there on Twitter. I said that Trotz is playing chess, not checkers right Absolutely. now with these moves. So uh, Buster jumps in and says that, and also jumps in and says, really like the draft the Preds had. So Buster is happy right now. Uh, something, something else that is polarizing among people. <laughs> for, for sure. But thank you for commenting, Buster, yep. on YouTube. We really Absolutely. appreciate you a lot. And welcome to the podcast. Max Greenberg, our good friend, says, usually when a shocking move slash decision happens with one of my teams, I always try to find some justification. Three days later, I'm still as lost about the Duchesne buyout. Absolutely couldn't believe it. I didn't see it coming either. I didn't. Not I really in didn't. a million years did I see that coming. Um, it 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 sucks because you like him. Obviously, he's a very good hockey player. He's had down seasons, but I think it's just it, it was necessary, definitely necessary, and it'll probably even help his career some too um down the road but i don't think you could have moved this team forward with with both of those guys really the way barry trotz wants to so um i mean the reason why the duchene buyout shocks me i'm not going to say it's necessarily the wrong decision but what shocks you add more dead cat money to this uh to the books and you just it's getting kind of out of hand here you're already you're still paying kyle turris of course johansson's on there and it's just it's getting a little out of control, but Trotz is is living in the now, and I think a lot of reason why people are pushing back on Trotz is that he is not committing to the rebuild that a lot of people want. Clearly, yeah. he's not. He's you don't not. go out and you don't go out and sign a Ryan O'Reilly in free agency if you're committed to a rebuild. You're yeah. committed, and he's and Trotz has said in multiple interviews, this is not a rebuild. I so, think. I, and, He's not mincing and, words. No, no. And I love. I'm in the. I love the aggressive uh, Barry Trotz. I, I think it's awesome to finally see some movement and some things that needed to been done needed to have been done a couple of years ago, <laughs> if not three years ago. So I love yeah. it. I love it. You, you, you. I would have never. That was another thing. I would have never thought Ryan O'Reilly would want to come and play for the Nashville Predators. I mean, it was just amazing. It's crazy. Well, uh, and, and we we can talk about can him talk a little about bit later too, yeah. as well. But, yeah, so the the contract buyout for Matt Duchesne, I'm going to try to find it here, see if I can get the details on it, because it's a little confusing. Yeah. Uh, the, the the buyout money for, for him is going to ramp up after this first season. It's yeah, I think basically, next, next year it's like five – Five million or something. Yeah, we're gonna crazy. we're gonna find it here <clears throat> until until I find it. There it goes. Buyout details. But basically, how I feel about it is when when it comes to looking at the lineup for next year, and the reason why this shocked me so much with the Duchesne being bought out was I kind of viewed Duchesne as the elder statesman of the, of the room. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated for all of last season, how he um, battled through all the adversity that the team was dealing with. I thought he was a really good veteran leader for all the Mm -hmm. young kids that were coming up and playing around him. And, you know, he's one season removed from 
setting the record for the Preds yeah. in goals for a season. Him yeah. and Phil Forsberg were neck and neck all season to break the single season goal record. Um, with all of that said, he he never lived up to the $8 million contract, even though mm-hmm. he, he was still a very streaky player. Mm-hmm. And Trotz is cleaning house. He's taking an ax, not to the whole roster, but definitely yeah. to the to the veteran part of the roster. He yep. took an ax to it. He's not he does he's made it clear he doesn't want to touch the younger players, the ones he really likes. That young core is safe. Cody Glass yeah. got his new deal, five million dollar contract. So congrats to Cody Glass. Alexander Carrier also gets signed as we expected. So it looks like Trotz is taking the approach of I'm cleaning house with all these veterans, at least in the Fords, yep. in the Ford core. Mm-hmm. And I am embracing the youth, but I'm also getting myself some new veterans in here, which is why and, you get Ryan O'Reilly. And some veterans with some Stanley Cups, which that's... They, they've got a winning pedigree. You're bringing guys who know how to win, yep. and hopefully these guys can come in and show the young crop of talent how to win the right yep. way in the league. You know, you want your Cody Glass to be your eventual long-term mm-hmm. top-line center. You want Tommy Novak to eventually play a big role. You got centers. You need to develop them. Yep. That's another reason why Ryan O'Reilly is going to be great Oh yeah, for these for these centers because he is a proven winner as a center. A lot of people are, hate the Ryan O'Reilly free agency signing because he is 32. He and is. He's not the right – he's probably not the right – he's not in his prime – when he won the Conn Smythe in 2018-19. But He's, for four and a half four yeah. and a half million though, Rich, are you okay with that? Four and a half I'm, million for four years? I'm absolutely okay with it because um he played like a beast in Toronto. Like he And he had a finger injury. And he did he had an unfortunate finger injury. He definitely was was uh showing some uh zip in his step. So I'm I'm good with it. Uh, definitely. I, I like him. I liked him in Toronto. Didn't like him with St. Louis, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm good with it. I like, I like all the guys they got. So, and we're going to, we're going to kind of discuss at the end of this set to really round out episode 190. We're going to discuss what the lineup's going to look like now with, after all these signings, but uh, that's, so that's what ends up happening with uh, the Matthew Shane bio. I'm trying to find the exact terms on this. Max Greenberg. Because, this this was the part that hurt it. He said Duchesne wanted to be there, and that does that does hurt a little bit. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, that's he very loved, true. It, he it's, loved being in Nashville. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's an odd move. It is, and it's a risky move because you got more money tied mm-hmm. up in a player that that no longer plays for your team, and yeah. so Trotz clearly wanted mm-hmm. to change the culture of this locker room, and he's used that word a lot, culture. Yep. Um, I don't know what that says about Johansson or Duchesne, that they weren't culture guys that Trotz was looking for, but that's what it tells me, and it's mm-hmm. that's not a good look. And I'm sure it hurts. It it does hurt. It hurts to lose both of them. I mean, Yeah, it does. I mean, it really does. We're, I mean, we knew this was – we had to kind of see this coming because yeah. anytime you get a new general manager – they're going to come in and they want to put their own stamp on things. Yep. And and he has a new coach, got rid of some older players, 
He wasn't Trotz wasn't going to come in and play the status quo. He mm. wasn't going to do it. Because that's so what he's he's that's delivering on that. Yeah, that's what's hurt the Predators for the past four years is the status quo, and that just isn't good enough anymore. So <clears throat> I'm glad some there's some movement. Even though it for hurts. Sure. So so now, Rich, I want to get into um these free agency signings a little bit more in depth. Again, I talked about it a little bit to begin episode 190, but now I got you with me. And I know you're a big Ryan O'Reilly guy. You've already said you love <laughs> this move. Where do you see him fitting in the lineup? And first of all, with this free agency signing, does that pretty much tell you that um, the, that Trotz is still very much in, let's get back to the playoffs right now. I don't like this feeling of the Predators not being in the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a detour around this whole rebuild crap, and we're going to try to win now. Yeah, is that what you I see agree. this move? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I see him. Obviously, Ryan O'Reilly's probably going to be your top center, I would assume, I would think. I would, um, Yeah, I, I mean, I would think so as well. Yeah. If you look at the lineup, so much money, um, yeah. I, would, I would expect him to be the, <clears throat> your top line center. And I would like – and I want to get your thoughts on this. I would really like Luke Evangelista and Philip Forsberg to be on the top line. Let's yep. throw Luke Evangelista in there and see if he can deliver and be a I goal agree. scorer with with Ryan O'Reilly playing as his center. Mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly is going to bring out the best in a, a, a young player like Evangelista. He's yep. already gotten a taste of the NHL and played outstanding last season to, to close out the season when he got called up. That would be a great top line that I would be all about on opening night. Yeah, and that's and that's what Trot's bringing in these players. That's that's why he brought them in is to coach the younger guys and help them along, help them get better. And that's you know what would be the point of doing all these moves and then putting Evangelista on the fourth line because he's not going to flourish there. You need to be you know right in the mix, learning every night. So. Um, yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm all for everything that they're doing. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly has always been a good two-way player. He's always been in the running for the Selk. He's been in the running. He's won the Lady Bing Trophy before. He's a leader on the ice. He wants to win. Uh, you don't have to worry about him taking even the even a shift off. He, he, he's literally always going to bring you that 100%. And as much as I love Johansson and Duchesne, there were there were games where you literally had to like look in the box score to see if they actually played in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I hate to say it, absolutely. but yeah, they're very uh, very streaky, um, Matt Duchesne for sure. Um, yeah, and like you said, you could go three, four games in a row, five games when he doesn't do anything, and then one night he'll play well. So. Need a little more consistency. I'd rather have somebody. I'd rather have somebody um, get a point a night than go for five games with none. So, um, yeah, hopefully that that'll that'll happen. Some yeah. consistency. That's all we're asking for. So, so let me get back. I finally found the actual numbers from Puckpedia on here um, about the cap hit that the Predators are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. From the Matt Duchesne buyout, so you got you got to pay Matt Duchesne for a little bit longer here, and it 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 extends for a while. Uh, so several yeah. the next, so it goes from two a little around two point five million, a little approximately, 
and then it goes up to five, a little over five point five million against the cap next season. Wow. And then going to tw- then the following season, 2025-26, it goes down to six a little over six point five million against That's the cap. And then it drops down significantly to one point five million around. This is all approximate. I'm rounding up and down here. How many how many years was it total? I don't know. Uh, it looks like according to Pugpedia, the buyout goes all the way to 2028-29. You're paying him. Oh gosh. It's a very complicated mm-hmm. buyout, but but here's why I said this was a short-term uh cap space deal here for Trots. Mm-hmm. Uh in the short term, Trots saved five point four 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 million in cap space. Yeah. In the short term. Yeah. And that's enough to make the moves that he wanted to make. So it almost comes off like Trotz wants to give it one more year to see if the Predators can do something special in free agency or in um in, in terms of trying to make the playoffs, hanging around the bubble, mm-hmm. getting in. You still got Soros for a couple of years, and you, then you don't know what's going to happen with that. So I think he is saying, okay, I, I need this cap space now. I'll deal with the consequences later when it comes to Dealing with a, probably a, a lot significantly less cap space. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna put this on the screen for everybody to see. So if, he, so if, if that lasts until months. 2028, if I'm reading this correct, there's only two more years on Kyle Turris. If I'm looking at oh cap my God. which correctly. the fact that we're still the fact oh, that we're no, still paying the fact that we're yeah. still paying that guy just makes me <laughs> It just makes me so sick. But if I'm reading this right, he'll he'll get two million this year and two million this upcoming season, and then twenty four, twenty five, and then he's off the books. Let's put it on the screen for everybody to see here. That's a lot of money. So I mean, that's why people are pushing back on it. And I, I don't blame them. That's why it surprised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me why too. it surprised me because. You're adding more dead cap money to this team that doesn't need it, obviously. Then you got those two. Uh, look, look, look at that. Look at twenty twenty four and twenty five. Look at the cat. Look at the actual cap hit for the Predators. That's the problem. Man, that's that's going to be a problem for next season. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's. We can go back and look and see so who are who are some who are some big free agents coming up. Yeah. No, in the next offseason, because it's going to be tough to pay them. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously yeah. Trotz is in the win-now mode still. He is, and I know a lot of people don't like that. But he th- – you buy out Matt Duchesne, and then you go and get Ryan O'Reilly, that's where people are confused. That mm-hmm. switch is why – that's I'm getting a lot on Twitter from people telling me that, that they're very confused that you would buy out Matt Duchesne, but then you would go and get yourself a Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, that's and all. All I can tell you is Trotz wants to win, and he wants to win right now, and he's trying to do that balancing act of I believe in the youth. I'm going to let them play, not taking away spots from them necessarily, yeah. but I want to get. He must have really, really been just in love with getting Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, I think I read somewhere that he had worked with him and um, some. Other, uh, what was it? Um, 
I hear the fireworks in the background, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's festive. <laughs> so many, so many fireworks. He what he like was on the coaching staff for one of the USA teams or Canada team. I don't remember what it was, but he he knows him. He's worked with him before. Is what is what I read somewhere. So, uh, Snarky Squeegee, which is our friend CJ. He jumps on and says, I'm on the short list of fans, but I'm happy with everything going on so far. I feel yeah. like it's pretty 50-50. It I is. don't think you're on a short list. It but is. there are a lot of upset people. And normally, it, I don't know why this <laughs> is, but Facebook and Twitter are always split. Facebook they already are. is ready to fire trots. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Facebook, and already, Facebook, Facebook already has the pitchforks out. Yeah. I'm seeing some people upset with <clears throat> on Twitter as well about – trots but yeah. i'm a lot more positive from the fan base on twitter facebook they're already ready to fire trots they're already done with him somebody um, on facebook the other day said uh why do we get rid of duchene he's a 40 goal scorer and i was like he did that you're once. the same <laughs> and that's probably the same person who hated duchene for all those years so yeah exactly I'm like yeah. you can't be pleased yeah that, that's that's what's funny is everybody like complains that everything stays the same. And then when you finally do something and you see some movement, everybody's mad about that. So it's like, make up your mind. Like, what do you want? What do you want? Max you gets want? on here and, and that's a big quote. I saw that as well. Yes, uh, He's quoting what Barry Trot said, the quote, <clears throat> we don't want people to retire here, but we, but when had to be directed at Duchesne, absolutely had to be. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Maybe even Johansson. <laughs> Buster, yeah, the salary cap should go up. We were we were in a flat That's cap true. this year. The the salary cap did not That's budge. That's a very good point. So it was hard for uh, GMs to spend money this year, and they had to yep. lose a lot of players they did not want to lose this year. Yeah, because the salary cap stayed where it was. <clears throat> so that's a good point from Buster. Good stuff coming from everybody. Going to be, um, we appreciate it. They're going to be losing some some uh, restricted free agents too because they only signed. Uh, only offered to uh, Carrier and um, Cody Glass, so there might be a little bit of savings there. Not much, but I know they got to get other players in. But we're about to dive a little bit more into this free agency market and what the Predators did. Also, some other bit. We're gonna. I kind of want to also touch on some other big signings around the league that happened, and then also we got to talk <clears throat> about the NHL draft, which um, I was so fortunate to go to. It was a blast memory of a lifetime went with my buddy Clayton who is the big Dallas Stars fan and I gave him so much crap because he sits down next to me right it was hours before we actually had to go to the draft we sit down sits down next to me meets up with me and he goes I guess he hadn't been paying attention lately to the news and he goes so um where are the stars picking I go bro you guys don't even pick in the top 60 he's like He's like, why'd you even invite? He's like, why'd you even invite me then? I'm like, I don't know. It'll be fun. Hang out. It was it was just hilarious to sit with a rival fan who his team's not even picking. That's, but that's the price of winning. That's the price of did winning. You, um, did you boo Gary Bettman like everybody else did? No, but he did get booed. He got <laughs> booed really bad though. My, and we were watching. Did you it. hear what he said? Did you hear what he said to the fans? Uh, I can't remember what he said. I don't know if it was on. I don't, I'm sure it made it on TV, but they were booing him pretty bad. And he did not waste any time. He went right on the mic and said, oh, is that the best you got? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he went full on WWE, like 
evil villain on the on re, like yeah. wrestling villain. He went, that the best you got? He turned heel like all of a sudden. Yeah. I thought like Vince McMahon type <laughs> stuff here. Like we he were, uh, he he took yeah. it all in. He took those boos and he, he threw it, it right back. We were watching yeah. it, and my youngest daughter, she goes, Why are they booing him? And I'm like, Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into it. Nobody All right, bef- before we move on here, talk about some other free agency signings and talk more about the NHL draft and what the Preds did there because it was a busy NHL draft as well for the Predators. Got a new DraftKings offer to tell you about. Uh-oh. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN, bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org in New York. Call 877-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text 467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas in West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charles Town Races in Connecticut. If you're in Connecticut, help is available for gambling problem. Call 887-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and up in most eligible States, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, one boost per eligible game. Opt-in require max bet $50, 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.com slash DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. So, yeah, mostly baseball is all that's happening right yeah, now, everybody. So, that's what you got to get in now with the DraftKings. We are in the dead dog days of no sports, yeah. unless you're a baseball fan. Good old baseball. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. You got some fireworks going on out there. Oh, yeah, right outside in the street. Perfect segue, because there were fireworks galore for the Predators yeah. and free agency. I like the Ryan O'Reilly signing, but yes. and I think I think he's going to fit right in as a top line center and give this this Predators team more value than what definitely Ryan Johansson was bringing. No offense, and he's going to bring a winning culture and he's going to help these younger kids like Cody Glass and Tommy Novak and Yuso Parsonen learn how to win from a winner. So it's great. Now, yep. let's move on to the other two free agency signings that. I'm a little confused about, not going to even lie about it. Luke Shen, another proven veteran who has won in this league. But I think a lot of fans are a little peeved right now that we signed two 30 or three 30 plus year old players in free agency. Didn't sign a single young player. I was very vocal that I wanted Ross Colton from Tampa. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been. I was. Really, really dejected when I saw that Ross Colton was going to Colorado, I believe. Yeah. Because he, he, right. he yeah. fit that he fit that young in his prime, uh, could fit the youth movement and come in for a little cheaper than than Ryan O'Reilly was signed for. But 
Luke Shen, make sense of that for me, Rich, because I can't make sense. I still can't make sense of it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, well, he's got two Stanley Cups, so that's that's part of it. Kind of fits into what Trotz is trying to do. Get some some guys with experience. Um, I heard somewhere. I think it was. I think Barry Trotz said it. He's like he said that Roman Yossi has to. Um, he takes some hits that he really didn't like seeing him taking, and he said Luke Shen will make sure that that doesn't happen. So maybe it's toughening up the the defenseman a little bit. Um, so hopefully that'll that'll work out. So um, I don't it wasn't his contract. It was only for like two years though, right? It wasn't real long. Uh, was it? Luke Shen. Luke Shen. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a long term deal or anything <laughs> like that. I'll find it yeah, just to make sure like we're. Years. Just to make sure we're not yeah. off on it. Lying. So much has happened. We want to make sure we're correct on everything that we – no, it's three years. Three years. Oh, okay. So, But it was only – Yeah, he's three years, $2.75 million. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably cut It's a cheap deal. The AAV is super cheap. Um, He's he's not – he's definitely going to bring the grit and the grind – because, uh, you know, Mark Borowiecki's obviously gone uh, for good. Uh, so yep. Luke Shen can come in and maybe fill that role, even though the Predators had to play the entire year without Mark Borowiecki almost. Yeah. But um, he definitely Pretty comes much. in to replace that possibly. First of all, shout out to Mark Borowiecki for becoming a development coach. I know, it's awesome. For the Predators, that is awesome. Yeah. I yeah, like so that. Luke Shen signs a three-year deal with the National Predators, uh, 2.75 uh, cap million cap hit. Um, here's here's what I immediately thought about though when I saw that Luke Shin was on this team. I started looking at the decor, and we've all kind of mm-hmm. figured that your top six defensemen were kind of set if they're yeah. all healthy. Uh, Roman Yossi, Ryan McDonough, Tyson Berry. Alexander Carrier is now resigned, so that's great. Didn't want to lose him. Definitely didn't want to lose him. And then Jeremy Lazan signed to a long-term deal. Yeah. So he's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Dante Fabro, people, he is the Predators are not committed to him long-term, I'm telling no. you. That's no. what this Luke Shen signing tells me. If they were all in on Dante Fabro, you definitely don't sign Luke Shen. You no. don't do it. Mm-mm. This is an indictment. On Dante Fabro, that's yep. I'm reading between the tea leaves here. I could be wrong in my assessment, but that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Dante Fabro is only signed for one more year, and then he's a restricted free agent. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's <laughs> what I no. I think those fireworks are going off because I'm making 100 <laughs> sense here, and I'm speaking the truth. The fireworks are so loud. Sorry. Tell me, tell me, tell me if I'm right or wrong on that, or how you think about that. What are you thinking that Dante? Fa- this is an indictment a little bit on Dante Fabro because he's. I think he's the one that's going to lose starts out of this deal. I do too. Yeah. Well, him or Lazan, maybe. I don't know. I think they like Lazan. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess because he he plays a little bit tougher game. Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely an indictment on on um, on Fabro. Um, I don't think everybody's sold in on him at all. 
like you said, and that's why they got Luke Shin. I agree one hundred percent. I I mean I like I like the I like the scenario of Luke Shin being on a line with well Luke Shin is a right handed defenseman, so you do got to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that does complicate things a little bit. Oh boy. I don't know. Training camp's going to be crazy. Oh, I can't to wait to figure out who goes where. <clears throat> That's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. So you, so you look even before, like I'm looking at their the contract tracker. So they've got six guys right now, not including Shin. So yeah, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna be missing out somewhere. Um, yeah, and, and I then think- I mean, obviously, obviously injuries occur, and so you still got Spencer Stastny and Jordan Gross yeah. and Jake Livingstone mm-hmm. as your as your depth defensemen that you can call up when you need them. But you know, oh yeah, so Jeremy Lazan's a left-handed defenseman, shoots left, so you have that that's probably your bottom pairing, I would assume would be Jeremy Lazan and Luke Shen. Yeah. So, like, Yossi and McDonough, Barry, Carrier. Maybe Shen something like that. And then, of course, and of course, Tyson Barry is being floated around as trade uh, bait at some point this coming up season at the trade deadline. That's a shame. I like him. I like I him, too, but you got to look well. at it in the sense of yeah, nobody's safe. Well, first anymore. of all, we, we have no idea where the Predators are going to be, obviously. They could right. be competing for the playoffs again, and then you probably just hold to your guns and, and keep your team intact. I don't think they're going to do what they did last this past trade deadline if they're in that same position. Yeah. I would assume that Trots would keep the team together. We don't – there's not much – you know, you had a lot of cap space going into free agency. Now, according to Puckpedia – the Predators oh. have a projected cap space of just short of $8 million. Yeah. So you got a little bit to play with, but not much. Not much. You do Shovel have your – Alex Debrinkit. You do, you do have your RFA – no, stop it. <laughs> you, have your, you have your RFA signed. That's the kind of what we were waiting on with Cody Glass and Alexander Carrier. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for them to get signed. And now, honestly, your roster is pretty complete. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Your roster is um, pretty complete right now. Yep. Which which tells me some younger guys might be still playing in Milwaukee, I'm sure. <laughs> so, For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some of the guys so, that everybody wanted to see come up. So but, that's that's the best I can do to make sense of the Luke Shin edition is he's going to bring some veteran experience just like Ryan O'Reilly does. And mm-hmm. the team's going to have that – that depth that they need for their defensemen. So that's good. Yep. It yep. sounds like someone's it sounds like someone's beating against your I'm, wall. I'm, I swear they're literally right in the street, right across from my house. <laughs> just please be the old man, get off my lawn right now. Oh, I know. Like, can you just like, stick your head can you stick your head out the window and go, go hey, I got a podcast to record here. I know. I was like I need a I need a an office. I need a soundproof office. <laughs> All right. And then the other free agency signing is another one that's even kind of confusing. Makes sense to this one for me. Gustav Nyquist. That was a little weird. So he spent the majority of his career in Columbus and then went to Minnesota at the trade deadline last year. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. That that one is a puzzler. I, I'm I'm good with the other. Th- well, I'm good with all of them. It's fine. But the other two, I can kind of make sense of. But this one, I'm not. I don't know. So I mean, are they really going to put Gustav Nyquist in the top six and take away a spot from a Philip Tomasino or a Tommy Novak or I mean a Yusuf Parsonen? I mean, that's I'm not yeah, on board with uh, that. I'm not on board yeah. with that. And this dude is almost 34 years old. <laughs> but his his contract, though, wasn't it? Um, it was the one that was only it, two I years. I think that's the two-year one. Yeah. That's the two-year yeah. one yep. for just north of $3 million per year, if I remember correctly. Yep. Well, yeah, we, can go ahead, we can go ahead and safely assume that that means that your two remaining unrestricted free agents that are still in the books for the Predators, Zach Sanford and Rasmus Osplin, are yep. probably gone. Cal Foot. Cal Foot, your well, defenseman's also UFA. He's an RFA. Probably gone. According to their contract tracker. Yeah. So they're but, showing um they're showing Cody Glass, which he's fine. Mark Jankowski was a UFA. Sanford was UFA. Sherwood, UFA. They've all um, been re- Sherwood and Jankowski have been re-signed already. Okay. So they haven't updated this thing. They haven't updated that. I'm on, uh, yeah, Pugpedia is where I'm at right now. And I don't know. Like, it's weird. I I feel like Nyquist is going to take a spot from maybe a, I think someone like Kiefer Sherwood's going to get bumped out of the lineup, Mm -hmm. possibly. Cole Smith, possibly getting bumped out of the lineup. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe. I have no clue. I have no clue where Gustav Nyquist starts on maybe opening even, night in the lineup. Maybe even Tomasino. If, uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you never know. Like it happened last year. Just not entirely sure about that one. Yeah, that but one is a little we, weird. I'll leave it alone for now, but it did throw me off. Yeah. Um Shashka Tooth Tiger jumps in, always comments on all of our videos. We appreciate awesome, you become a regular listener. As all, always has so many good takes as well. I love reading yeah, their, right. their opinions. So, got to get on here and share some of their comments here. Here we are, taking two steps backward to take one step sideways. Typical Preds management. Oh, I like it. All right. We're getting the rebuttal here. I love both sides of the argument. Yep. That's what this is all about. I yep. love hearing both sides of it. Yep. Shashkut to Tooth Tiger is not a fan. Let's just let's just put it that way of what we've done here. Yeah. And with about ten million in dead cap now, that's quite the franchise altering zombie we've got. But I will say this: Craig Smith plays <laughs> guitar. And one year before we let him go, we signed Matt Duchesne, who plays guitar. And immediately after buying him out, we signed Ryan O'Reilly, who plays guitar. So that's what we do. It's starting to make sense now. I'm seeing a common theme. We're in Music City. We're in Music City. Honestly, I have no earthly (laughs) idea where I'm going with this, but it's about as close as I can get to being positive right now. Well done, that's great from Shush Tooth Tiger. That is a good really insight great, about the guitar. Good insight there. For sure. It is That's hard to make sense of it. It really is. Whether you like it or not, it's hard to make sense of what we're doing right now. The only the only thing I can think, and, and this is the only, like, 
I think this is what a lot of people need to realize. They wouldn't have done this stuff without some kind of long-term plan. They know that the cap's going to go up a little bit. I don't think they would have bought Deshane out without some sort of plan down the road, even though you do have that dead cap space. But I think they've looked at all the scenarios and they've they've planned it planned accordingly. So um, just you got to trust Trots, I guess. That's the that's the only thing you can do at this point. Until he proves otherwise, until something bad happens, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so we are going to move along here and wrap up episode <clears throat> 190, action packed, full of craziness. Explosions. Explosions. We have a we have a lot to process. <laughs> yeah, explosions in the background. <laughs> um, that's a first. 190 episodes in, we've never had fireworks in it's the background. So There's a first the for everything. Out, but There's a first for everything. All right. It's kind of festive, I guess. I don't know. It is festive. We'll see how it shows up on the podcast. It might be annoying, and hopefully, I, I think it's uh, going to be there. But it's okay. I think everyone realizes it's Fourth of July. This episode is literally going to be available for download on Fourth of July. July. So, so our time, our timing was impeccable on this one. There you go. All right, let's let's talk about the Predators draft picks and talk about what they did. First of all, going into it, there was so much chaos. Right as I'm going into Bridgestone Arena, first of all, I've never been to a draft. So upper deck is all general admission. So you just walk in and find a seat. And it was, it was, I got to give a lot of people credit, not just Smashville, but fans all across the NHL landscape. There were, there were, every team was pretty much represented. Yep. I saw fans of almost every, every team out there. It was pretty cool. Obviously, you saw tons of Blackhawks fans. They were oh, well-behaved. Yeah. I'll give them credit. They were very well-behaved. But Got to be happy for them, though. It was cool. So we fill in it. We get to the upper deck to get our seats. And, you know, cell phone was a little spotty getting mm. information. But all I saw was Barry Trotz is going full force to get into the top five. Do you remember hearing that as well, Rich? I do, and I think he tried really, really hard from the sound. I of think things. he did as well. I think he but did as well. No budging. He was <clears throat> trying his his damnedest to get in the top five. The Montreal Canadiens were the team that were rumored to want to move that pick, possibly. Mm-hmm. And the big player that was on my mind was Matt Fimichkov, the the polarizing Russian prospect who quite frankly, should be a number one overall pick in a normal mm-hmm. draft class. Yep. And, wow. We're going to share the poll. We threw a poll question out as the draft was approaching. Got around 200 votes, which was pretty <clears throat> cool. And asked what fans thought about the Predators trading into the top five. And if they do, what would you rather them do? Stick at number 15, which is what they ended up doing. Ooh, look at that. Matt V. Mitchkov, which was the who I wanted. I was one of the ones that voted for Matt V. Mitchkov there. Yeah. I would have been going nuts in that arena if the if Trotz would have pulled off getting to the number five pick from the Canadians and getting Matt V. Mitchkov. But the, the Canadians didn't even end up taking Mitchkov. No, which they didn't. threw everyone off. Yeah. And I heard I heard something on Twitter 
about Mitchkoff like had like a private skate with with the Flyers um, management, and that he wanted to go to Philadelphia for some reason. So, Interesting. Yeah. I don't, there I don't was know. there was definitely a lot of moving parts going with that. I saw that Irislav Askarov was the one being shot. Yep. yep. I saw that Which, as well. Wow, that's that makes me. We'll never know for sure, but dude, we'll maybe eventually we'll know. But you want to talk crazy. about making fans angry? It didn't end up happening. In fact, the Predators stayed at number fifteen and took. Matthew Wood. I wanted. Um, um, I wanted wasn't my top prospect that I wanted at yeah. that p- spot. I wanted I Gabe Perot. Perot. I was very vocal that I wanted Gabe Perot. I would have been happy with Colby Barlow. I would have been happy with Axel Sandine Pelica, the best, the best offensive defenseman in the draft class, yep. a, a power play specialist, a a potential power play. Roman Yossi type quarterback That's I wanted uh, for the power play. That's who I wanted. Yeah, but they go with did. Matthew Wood. Matthew Wood's got a high ceiling. He yeah, does. That was, that's probably why they took him. Scores a lot of goals. Scores a lot of goals. We're about to put the draft picks up, the full draft class up for the Predators for 2023. Let's put it on the screen. This is from... There you go, right there from Hockey DB. Zoom in a little all bit. Picks. <laughs> there you have it. A lot of picks. It took a goal. They end up making. <clears throat> they end up making eleven picks total. They had thirteen going yeah. into the draft. They end up making eleven. Yeah, they traded. What do you off think? So, so I look at it. Matthew Wood goes at fifteen. He's a very, hey. He scores a lot of goals. He has the he has the potential to become that type of player for you. He's with the University of Connecticut. He's a really really talented player as a freshman. He came right in and had an outstanding season as a freshman. So, I, I, it's not that I hate the pick. I just there were other players I wanted yeah. over him that I preferred. Yeah. And then at number 24, the Predators take Tanner Mullendyke, a defenseman who is growing on me. I didn't know a lot about him. He's supposed to be pretty good from what I've seen. He, I like it. As I've watched his tape, and we got development camp going on right now for the Predators mm-hmm. as well. To watch and the, apparently uh, he looks really good at development camp right now. So yeah. that's cool. And WHL, the WHL where uh, Mullendyke's out of is mm-hmm. starting to produce a lot of talent. Yep. That's a really, really good league. It's starting was, to really put out a lot of talent. So is, is I'm excited one, about that one. Is he the one where they said he was the first player that was drafted from that team ever? The Saskatoon Blades? I thought I, I read believe so, yeah. Yeah, like none of them. They've never had any players drafted before. <clears throat> Which that's cool. Yeah, good. that is cool. I like that. Um, so you look through the draft class here, you know, they go with only, you go with two defensemen, one goalie and everything else was Fords. Yeah. That tells you something. <laughs> yeah. Scoring, so, scoring, scoring. I like the draft class. When you get 11 pit, when you make 11 picks in a draft, I mean, you got to yeah. hit on a couple of them. You, you would hope. 
for sure. I, um, I do really like the Tanner. I think that's my favorite pick is the Tanner Mullendike pick. Yeah. I'm team. glad that they, they needed to address defensemen with one of their two draft picks in the first round. So I'm glad they took care of that, at least at number 24. Yeah. Would have liked to get gotten a player with a little bit more of a higher ceiling than Matthew Wood, possibly. I really liked Colby Barlow, who had one of the best shots in the draft. Mm-hmm. Gay Perot was my was very vocal. I wanted Gay Perot, uh, who looked so great for the U.S. Uh, Team USA de- development team, national yep. development team. Set records for points yeah. in the season. Yep. Playing with Will Smith. Um, that was funny. But you know what? <laughs> I like Matthew Wood. I like his upset. Did, did you like that when Will Smith got drafted? They played – Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, that, that was really good. cool. So, a uh, rumor has it the player, the prospects got to pick their song yeah. that they wanted That's to play. Awesome. Yeah. So that was yeah. We were t- we were laughing. We were having a, a yeah. we were laughing hard about that one in the arena good. when he picked that. Yeah. I like um, Felix, the Felix Nielsen pick. I've I've seen good things that that could be a steal. That second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the center from Sweden. Yeah. So that could work out good. The the Kalen Lind. Could yep. also be a good one out of the WHL for the Red Deer Rebels. I love those team names. I know they're the so WHL. great. Aren't they? The Blades, the the Rebels. Yeah, I love. You it got too. the sil- the Everett Silver Tips. Yeah, so, whatever yeah. all that is. So yeah, good stuff there. Overall, I think it's a pretty good draft class, but you can't say one way or the other. It's way too soon. Obviously. It is, and that's. <clears throat> I think that's what was good about. Uh, them drafting Wood is he was planning on going to college, <clears throat> so he'll have a few years to, you know, develop. And he's in the United States, which that makes things a little yeah. easier too. So, well, um, and Trotz has already been pretty vocal about saying, usually, unless they're just a generational insane talent, obviously yeah. like a Connor Bedard or someone yeah. like that, yeah. you're in a three to four year window here mm-hmm. for these players to be ready to play NHL minutes. So my thoughts on this draft class is it's going to be a while before we see any of these guys. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Like you said, most that's one of my, that's one of my favorite things when I tell, when I talk to like sports people who don't know anything about hockey, I'm like, yeah, probably like the top, maybe three, if you're lucky, three, four draft players, they'll play next year in the NHL, but the rest of them won't for three or four years. They're like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's not like it's not like the the NFL or the NBA. It's you know, they're just not ready. There's our friend Liz. I got to see Liz at the draft. Know, so cool. at the draft red carpet, uh, she sends me a DM on Twitter, and I'm like, I gotta find Liz. I gotta say hello to her. I gotta meet her. She's awesome. awesome. She's one of our favorites, <clears throat> and we love talking to her. She was in our Catfish and Ice Fantasy Hockey League. Yep. All the good stuff. And so I'm like, how am I going to find Liz? How am I going to find her? Because it was a pretty big crowd. So yep. they did a draft red carpet where all the uh, projected top picks were out there in their nice yep. suits and slicked back hair, signing autographs and stuff right in front of Bridgestone Arena. It was a really cool experience. And Liz, she was right front row center. Good she for her. Was, yeah, Liz, you were up there. You had a front row seat. It was pretty cool. But I got to meet Liz, took a selfie with her. That's it was cool. great meeting you, Liz. It really was. Yeah. Awesome. So I've I've always wanted to get my my Pecorino jersey signed, and I think I missed my opportunity because he was out signing stuff on the red carpet, and I'm like, idiot! Why did you not go down there and get him to sign your jersey? But 
Very disappointing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Buster says TM, which is Tanner Mullendike, is one smooth skater. That's what I saw yeah. as well. That's what I I'm heard. excited. I think that's my favorite draft pick. That's the one I'm mm. most intrigued about and most excited about. So we will see how that works out. Like I said, it's this isn't a draft class where the Predators had to necessarily draft someone who has to play right now. Yep. They pretty they much have plenty. their lineup. <laughs> yeah, they've got plenty to play right now. Exactly. So you can play the long-term game here and let these let these kids develop like they need to. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's that's a good point, and Trot's made that pretty clear talking about it. So, yeah, let's be patient here. Let's see what happens. It's all about what type of coaching they get at this point, for yeah, sure. For sure. Trust Trotsy. So let's let's close out these last couple minutes, giving a quick rundown of what we think the roster is going to look like on opening night now. So we already mentioned we think that Ryan O'Reilly's our 1C, our top-line center. I said I would like to see Luke Evangelista on a wing and Philip Forsberg, Forsberg, obviously, on the other wing. I think that line can do really special things. I'm down with that. Really, really awesome for Luke Evangelista as well. Mm-hmm. So, are you on board with that, Richard? You got someone I am else? On board with that. No, All no right. I, think that's, okay. I think that's a good plan. Second line. Sure. That means Cody Glass would have to play the second line center, which I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't yeah, think there's I'm anything with wrong that. with Cody Glass playing second line center. And then you got to think, all right, you got a lot of, you got a lot of young guys who can play center, but they can also play wing. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out, do you want Tommy Novak playing center or wing? Do you want Yusuf Parson playing center or wing? That's the tough thing to figure out here. I think, I think I'd like Tommy Novak to play center. Yeah. Actually. And I would like Parson to play a wing. So let's put Parson on the second line wing with Cody Glass. And then I would expect them to probably put Gustav Nyquist on the top yeah, six, most likely. That's that's. that's you, I mean, you're paying the guy over three million a year, which I know isn't a lot, but you yep. went out and signed him for a reason. Yep. And he's a veteran, so that, I feel like that free agency signing of Nyquist, the most I can make sense of it, was we want to put him in the top six. Yep. So, so then, so then you've got uh, the third line. And I don't know if they're going to have like a like a bruiser line like they did in the past anymore. They might get rid of that. Maybe so. not. Well, you got to figure it out. I think I, I think Trennan would probably be on the third line like he's always been. Simpsons. Novak. Ugh. Where does Novak go? We got to figure out where Novak's going to go. That's true. This is oh. tough. It is very tough. Greenberg, right yep. in here. So he likes our top line with Vangelista. He's got glass. He's got Tomasino, Glass, and Parsonin on his second line. Nyquist, Novak, Afanasiev on the third line. Sherwood, Sissons, Trennan on the fourth line. Mm. Oh, he's got Yossi, Carrier. That's okay. That's cool. Um, it's a good. Yeah, yeah. Line. I mean, hopefully. It would be good to see Afanasiev to make it this season. Um, he's he's it was close last season. Um, it would be good to see him. Up that there, means no Cole that, Smith. Cole Smith no might Cole miss Smith. out. Michael yeah. McCarron. I wonder where Michael McCarron is going to fit in. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> forgot about him too. 
Uh, a lot to be a lot to be sorted out in training camp. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we'll find Good out stuff though. We can't wait. So now we're kind of gonna take a deep breath and see if anything else happens. I wouldn't expect the Predators to do anything else, but I, every time mm-hmm. I say that, I'm dead wrong. So just going to pump the brakes on that and see what happens. But as we said, they have projected around 8 million of cap space left. I would assume he wants to carry that into the season and let things move on the way they are. Uh, Some other big free agency signings real quick before we close this one out, Rich, anything else um, that really stood out to you in the NHL free agency market? Well, Matt Duchesne going to the Dallas stars. That was weird. Um, our two, our boat, our two former eight million dollar players are staying in the central staying division. The Ryan Johan- a lot of people are projecting <laughs> Ryan Johansson to be the second line center for the Avalanche. Yeah, so um, that's kind of strange. That was weird. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi not staying in Boston was a little weird. Um, Ryan O'Reilly wanting to leave Toronto. A lot of people said that that was because um, the locker room's not great. So Mm. I I saw that. Uh, They uh, don't think that the the coach uh, provides a good uh, happy feeling in the locker room. So, You know, the the, uh, Tampa Lightning, who you must like, had a pretty rough free agency. They lost a lot of uh, really key players to their core, including Alex Killorn, who went to the Ducks. That's crazy. That's a good. I think that's a good pickup for the Ducks. There, four years, yeah. twenty-five million. Yep. So that one stood out to me. The Ducks seem like they're trying to get on the back end of their rebuild and get back into um, making some things happen. So that one stood out to me. They lost uh, for they sure. Lost Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon got shipped up to Minnesota. Former Nashville Predator Nick Benino is going to the Rangers along with Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick going to the Rangers. Yep. Yep. Uh, another big free agent. Again, it wasn't a big lights out free agency class, but a lot happened. It was a busy one. Mm-hmm. How about Michael yeah. Bunting? He was Michael Bunting was one of the big free agents on the market. He goes three years, thirteen and a half million to the Hurricanes. Yep. Hurricanes were very busy in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Domi went to Toronto. That was which that was pretty did big. you see where apparently Nashville was in the running for Max Domi there for a little bit? I did see that. I would have been all right with that. Um, all right, so our former our former beloved backup goalie to Iroslav Skarov down in Milwaukee, Devin Cooley, who absolutely deserves yep. to be starting somewhere. He shouldn't be a backup. He's he's good enough to be a starter. The goalie factory in Smashville continues. Mm-hmm. That conveyor belt keeps rolling along. Devin Cooley mm-hmm. went out and got himself a good deal with the Sabres. Uh, so he joins the Sabres organization now, Devin Cooley. Yep. That'd be good for him. Good for him. Happy for him. Um, oh, um, Ryan Reeves went to Toronto. That was very that happy. Was kinda, I know the I know the Toronto fans are happy to get him. Yeah. He said, I'm just gonna go out and hit somebody and everything will be great. So yeah. Craig Smith <laughs> goes to the stars as well. I saw that. I saw that so as well. So you got Craig Smith and Matt Duchesne on That's former good. stars, former Preds joining the stars. I know uh, here was a big one, a big one. Also uh, for the Hurricanes. Dmitry Orlov. Yes. That's one that of your big huge. that's one of your 
That was actually one of your more lucrative free agency signings of the entire class. Dmitry Orlov goes to the Hurricanes. Hurricanes very much, their Stanley Cup window is still very much open. Yep. I know they're extremely disappointed in this these past playoffs. They I had them picked as my Stanley Cup winner. They had some really mm-hmm. unfortunate injuries that derailed them a little bit. Yep. But they're staying in on that Stanley Cup window. So Dmitry Orlov might have been one of the biggest free HC signings out of all. Golly. It's the finale. <laughs> Milan yeah. Lucic goes to the Boston Bruins. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, that, that'll be good for them. He beats people up pretty good, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like a one year as well. type thing. Yeah. I really wish, putting on my Boston hat, I really wish they could have kept Tyler Bertuzzi because he was he was good from the time. Like, he really made an impact on the team, but I guess they just didn't have enough money. Blake Wheeler goes to the Rangers as well on a, on a pretty minimum deal, yep. $800,000 deal. He was pretty Connor. upset and wanting to get out of Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck we still, wants to get out of Winnipeg. <laughs> that's what I was literally about to say. We still yeah. have uh, Connor Hellebuck hanging around that drama for Winnipeg. We, he wants Winnipeg, Winnipeg's still in win-now mode. They're not trying to rip things apart up there. Yeah. And to have your Vesna-caliber goalie wanting out, that's some drama you definitely don't want. Yeah. And he wants a bunch of money from what I read. I thought it was like eight or nine million. That's a lot. Yep. But he's worth All it right, there. everybody. It's been an awesome episode 190. Happy to have our awesome co-host Rich Howe yes. back with the Fire fireworks in the back. back. You know what? Actually, they're firing those fireworks off in the background, Rich, because they're excited and celebrating that you're back on the show. Yeah. Back together we that's, are. That's what we're that's Love what it. that's what we're gonna that's the, that's our story and we're we'll sticking to that. it. That's right. We're going to go with that. that. All right. It's been fun, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to the live portion of uh, Catfish Nice, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Please hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. It helps out a ton. Thank you for watching the first half of this episode on YouTube as well. We're trying to really pump out the YouTube content for you guys when the really big news happens. So keep up the support. Thanks to DraftKings for sponsoring the podcast at promo code THPN. With offers, if you're a baseball fan, there's plenty of, obviously, plenty of games to get into with our promo code. And thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network as well for being such an amazing network for us to be a part of. Take care. Have a happy 4th of July, everybody. Please use safety when shooting off these fireworks. Can I preach that? I can't preach that enough. We don't Don't, need any blown off fingers, all right? Don't blow off any fingers. fingers. Anything. Hearing the whole nine yards. Let's let, let's have a very safe Fourth of July. Let's have a lot of fun. Drink plenty of water and please hydrate because there's a massive heat wave hitting the entire oh, yeah. country right now. So that's another one. Don't blow your fingers off with fireworks and don't get yourself dehydrated. Drink yes. that water. All yep. right. All right, everybody. We'll see be you safe. next time. Take care. Have a good one. <laughs>